It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Whitney Lordson. It is the day before I leave for Costa Rica. You will be hearing this episode, I think, after I return or the, I think I'll be on my, wait, no, no, I'm checking now. It'll be after my return. (laughs) So the following week, next week for you, I will be releasing the episode of what my trip was like. So it's kind of interesting because I have a two week trip and this is the fascinating element of recording episodes well before they come out. Anyways, just to give you some context that this is the before and there will be an after, I want to share with you more details about why I'm going to Costa Rica. Maybe I'll talk about my Singapore trip, although I've pretty much summarized that in past episodes where I mentioned that I'm going there because my dad's on business. And I actually have barely spent any time planning for Singapore because I've been so consumed with this Costa Rica trip. I mentioned in at least one previous episode that I got hired to support the creator of this new retreat with marketing. So I've created a whole marketing strategy for him. And it's been a really interesting journey. I'm going to take you through some details about what this retreat is. Next week, I will share with you how much that lined up with the experience. And I say that because this is a pilot retreat. It is not open to the public, the one that I'm doing this month in July 2022. Later this year, in November 2022, it's open to the public. So if you hear this episode and you want to go, the details will be in the description of this episode and the show notes of this episode over at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. So maybe this will inspire you to go or to go do something similar. Or if you want to hear some more details about what it's been like to plan the marketing strategy, I'm going to share a little bit about that too. So let's just dive right in. I have the website pulled up here. I'm going to read directly from that. The website for the retreat is sandandsaltescapes.com. And again, that is linked in the description and the show notes. And wow, just looking at this, I feel two really positive emotions. One is I'm super excited to go. And two is I feel so proud of Max who created this retreat. We did not know each other a few months ago. He actually reached out to me through email inviting me to go as an influencer and to do some content at the event. And I responded saying, let's have a chat. Let's see what we can do. When we got on Zoom and met each other for the first time, I explained to him how I don't really do much influencer marketing at the moment. I don't know if I I will again, like I used to. I used to do so much on YouTube and social media and people still reach out to me asking for those services. It just doesn't resonate with me at this time. But what does resonate is helping small business owners like Max develop a way to reach their ideal customer and get the messaging of who they are across. 
In terms of the website, I don't even think the website was created a few months ago when I first met Max. He made this wonderful PDF outlining what he was thinking about. But for the most part, I've been able to see his whole vision come to life. And that's been so cool. So this new version of the website, which will probably even be changed by the time you see it, is amazing. So keep that in mind that I'm going to read some things to you today that may look very different in a few weeks and definitely in a few months as this evolves. And to be more clear, the reason I'm going down there is so that Max can test out the whole experience and so that I can think of new opportunities for marketing. I'm helping them come up with a plan for their content. So Max has actually hired someone else who's going to be doing the photography and the videography, posting on social media. So I've been coming up with the plan for what that will be like and the timing and the feel of it, but it's really a group effort together. And I'm also supporting them with this website that they created, Max and his team. And then what else am I doing? I'll go, I'll go over more of what I'm doing later on, but let me just tell you more about it. So Max currently describes Sand and Salt Escapes as retreats for driven professionals to disconnect from their day-to-day and reconnect with themselves through unique exercise and mindfulness activities that restore balance and energy. So if you know me at all, you can see why I was drawn to this, this phrase disconnect to reconnect or disconnect and reconnect is really amazing. He says that every element of the retreat is curated to help you take a step back from the hustle of your day to day. We take care of every detail from airport transfers to chef prepared meals to invigorating workouts and unique mindfulness activity to deliver a week that will create space for you to focus on what's most important, you. I mean, (laughs) that's so cool. When I first heard about this retreat, my very first impression was actually around Max. And there's a beautiful about page you can check out on the website for Sand and Salt Escapes where Max tells his story. And I felt it deep down like he really cares And of course, I still felt a little skeptical because he was a brand new person I hadn't met before. And we had our first conversation. I let it all out. I said, this is what's important to me. Is this what type of retreat this is? Like, where do we align? And I was really amazed, frankly, surprised to find out how many ways in which his philosophy, his way of creating this retreat and his own lifestyle lined up with mine. So that was exciting. I actually started doing a bunch of market research after I was hired. Well, actually, before I even started, I was doing some research because I wanted to see what was the retreat experience these days, especially in 2022. We're still in the pandemic. Like, How much has that changed? How are other places talking about this? What are they doing? How are they creating these experiences? And I found that the marketing, at least, for other retreats comes across a bit generic. It feels a bit like, I don't know, let's see, in real time, how would I describe this? I suppose it feels a bit transactional. It doesn't feel as authentic. For example, the photos and videos feel very polished, like stock images. It doesn't feel like this personal, intimate, authentic experience. It feels like 
you're going on a cruise or something, I don't know, or you're going to like a high-end resort. And while the experience may be nice, if you are somebody who's interested in a deeper experience that's not necessarily a silent meditation retreat like a lot of them and not necessarily one that's all focused on yoga or really into plant-based food, right? If you're someone who just wants to get in deeper connection with yourself, there are a surprisingly limited amount of experiences like that. One thing that really stood out for me about Max's vision for Sand and Salt is that he wants us to actually be about people doing things on their own and less about group activities. That to me may be the most unique part of this. And what a great thing to hear as an introvert. (laughs) Although I also found myself getting a little bit excited about doing things as a group. So there's part of me that's in this moment wondering like, well, am I going to feel too alone? Am I going to feel lonely? Because I'm going down by myself. Max will be there with his wife and another team member will be there. And then Max has invited some other people to test it out during this pilot retreat. And I wonder, like, how will it feel for me? I cannot wait to share that with you in next week's episode after I return, because I feel like I'm someone who enjoys being with a group sometimes, but also wants the option to leave and do my own thing. And I think that Sand and Salt's structure is going to work perfectly for me because they have lined up the days. Let's see if I can find on their website where if he moves this around. I think he has a sample of... Oh yeah, here we go. So on the About Our Retreats section, at least currently on the website, it says what a day can look like. It starts off... At 7.30 a.m. And I'm laughing because that's quite early for me. But behind the scenes over the last few weeks, I started adjusting my schedule. So I did get up at 7.30 a.m. today. And that's hard for me. (laughs) If you didn't know this about me, I usually wake up around 10.30 a.m. Not only is 7.33 hours earlier, but Costa Rica is on central time, which is two hours earlier than Pacific. So gosh, that's interesting. For some reason, I kept thinking it was only one hour ahead, but that would be mountain time. So I guess it's two hours ahead in central time. I hope I'm getting that right. There's so many nuances to going to a different country. I still feel like I might screw something up. Like I might forget something that I need at home. I did find out that the power adapters in Costa Rica are the same as the US. And I checked so many websites to confirm that because I almost didn't believe it. I was like, what? Another country has the same uh, (laughs) power adapter? Is that what it's called? The plugs, the wall plugs. Does Canada, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've been to Canada. I feel like they might as well. But I'm used to going to countries when I was studying abroad, when I traveled to Greece. I think those are the main places I've been. Oh, and Australia too. I am used to bringing a power adapter with me. So anyways, I just felt like there's so much to get used to. And I want to be really prepared. As I talked about in previous episodes, I'm a little nervous about all of that. But one thing that Max did that was really nice is send out some emails with packing lists and just detailing this whole experience. So going back to what a day can look like, there is that early morning snack 
that I will kind of begrudgingly participate in. The reason I want to go is I feel like starting off the day with a group creates so much intimacy and I have a lot of FOMO. Like I don't want to miss out on what the other people are doing. Even if I'm tired, even if I might feel like being by myself, I'm probably going to at least go check it out, even if it's for five minutes. Then there'll be a 8 a.m. beach workout. And this is going to be putting me back in the old days when I used to work out early in the morning. Pre-pandemic, I used to love going to this early morning yoga class. I think it was at 6 a.m. That sounds about right. That was like one of those who am I moments. But I went for a long time. At least, let's see, I think I was going frequently from like September to March 2020. So a good chunk of time, six months or so, twice a week, I would get up at five something a.m. and drag myself out of bed to go work out. So I'll be thinking of those days <laughs> with these beach wor- workouts because uh, I'm I'm definitely out of that rhythm. But I think getting up early to have that snack will at least like wake me up and get me into that good place. Then after the workout, we return at 9 a.m. to have a chef-prepared breakfast. I'm super excited about this because I've sent in my dietary preferences. I'm very curious to see what the chef's going to make for someone like me. But I'm just envisioning us sitting outside on the warm Costa Rican day after working out, just feeling super hungry. Maybe we haven't changed out of our gym clothes yet. I guess the t- schedule doesn't have like a room to shower, but we'll see. Because <laughs> I don't know, does everyone want to eat food while being in sweaty clothing? Not quite sure, but it's Costa Rica. So who knows? Like it's going to be a different experience. And yeah, I'm I'm just like expecting like local foods. That's about it though. I don't know exactly what it'll be, but I will report back. Then we have free time. This is another thing. There's two chunks of free time currently in this schedule. Now, again, this is all subject to change, but there's about three hours of free time after breakfast. And I'm super curious to see what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm kind of expecting to want to work a lot during that time, but I'm hoping that I don't. So as I mentioned in the previous episode, I've had to do a lot of prep work in order to make the space for this trip. And that prep work has involved recording podcasts super in advance like this one. I've had to tell all of my clients and make sure that the work is set up for success. So Later on today, I will go through and do as much work as I possibly can for one of my regular clients who I usually work with daily. So I'm a little nervous about that. And I'm going to try to check in with them each day, even when I'm in Costa Rica. Obviously, the retreat's one of my clients. A third client of mine, a third and fourth, they, I think, everything's going to be good, but maybe some work here or there. My point being that I hope that I don't spend all three hours of my free time working like I would at home. One of the biggest challenges for me is mentally and emotionally, at least, is going to be dedicating that time to myself. And that's really tapping into the ethos of the retreat. Max has told me that he doesn't envision me working most of the retreat. He's envisioning me experiencing it so that I can better help market it 
and give feedback. And that's really cool, right? I mean, it's kind of a dream for me. I love giving feedback, <laughs> love testing things. Being a beta tester is my favorite. So that's kind of what this retreat feels like. And I just can't wait to immerse myself in it. I feel like I want to be a fly on the wall and just be taking little notes of people as they're going through the retreat. But it's going to be interesting to take notes on myself. I brought along this little retreat journal that I got from the Goddess Provision subscription box. And it was designed for a self-retreat at home. But I decided to bring it along because it has some really great prompts in it for taking note of your feelings and kind of the before and after journey. So I hope that I fill that out. I'm one of those people that has the intention of doing something like that and then doesn't always follow through. But I think for the podcast, I'd love to be able to have a record of my evolution and also be very clear on how I'm feeling each day. I think you have to be intentional. It's also interesting that because I felt a lot of anxiety and stress, because I've had to do so much leading up to this retreat, it's probably going to take me a few days to unwind from it. Just, I mean, un- unwind from who I am normally versus who I am on a vacation. And that's also part of the purpose of a retreat like this. As I said, that phrase, disconnect and reconnect. Or as I like to say, disconnect to reconnect because you have to step away from a lot of things and kind of like, as some people say, detox yourself and have silence. Maybe that free time is going to be the most meaningful part of the retreat because I'll probably be spending a lot of it alone. Maybe I'll be sitting by the beach watching the waves crash. Maybe I'll be taking a nap and just recovering, you know, letting my body experience the solitude and the quiet. It's cool speaking of sleeping, the accommodations at this retreat I will share more about in a moment. But to finish off the schedule, after that free time, there's a chef-prepared lunch. Then there's another block of free time. Then on some days, we'll do things like breathwork classes. Oh my gosh, just saying that out loud makes me so excited. I haven't done breath work in so long, but years ago, again, pre-pandemic, Whitney used to volunteer with social media marketing at a retreat center in Los Angeles. I don't know how much I've talked about this year. It's definitely come up in at least one episode because Ben Decker came on the show as a guest a while ago, and he used to teach at Den Meditation where I was volunteering. And in exchange for my social media help at this retreat center or at this meditation center, I got unlimited meditation classes and it was amazing. I love that so much. I would go there almost every single day. And one of my favorite styles of meditation was breathwork classes. And generally you're lying on the floor with your eyes closed. There's music playing. There's someone speaking and guiding you through how to breathe and really helping you tune in to your breath in a unique way. So I can't wait to do that. I mean, imagine just being outside. What's cool about the location in Costa Rica is from my current understanding, the beach is really close by. I know it's walking distance, maybe like a 10 minute walk away. And then there's a jungle there with monkeys 
<laughs> this is also going to be interesting because I haven't been to Costa Rica before. So I've seen tons of photos and videos while I've been researching the marketing strategy for this. But I still feel like none of that's going to scratch the surface of what it will actually be like. Another goal of mine for this retreat is to capture content to share with you, to post on TikTok and YouTube. I want to do a series. I'd mentioned before how I've already started working on my packing videos, (laughs) which, oh, wow, I'm so curious to see how those are going to turn out. But I found that I really wanted to get as much information as possible before I left. And every traveler is going to be a little different. It could be because of my neurodivergence that I like to be prepared and have an, a really good idea of what I'm going to do before I get somewhere. So I was trying to find videos or Instagram posts, and I was searching through YouTube just and blogs looking for anybody that could tell me about this specific part of Costa Rica, which is called Nosara. I wanted to know what the airlines were like and which one should I choose. I opted to fly Alaska Airlines that I really like. They have round trip nonstop from Los Angeles to Liberia Airport, which is a two and a half hour drive to this Nosara Retreat Center. And that two and a half hour drive, I was also very curious about because that kind of sounds unpleasant to me. Funny enough, I can drive myself for two and a half hours easily. With all the road trips I've done, it feels like nothing. But sitting in the back of a van on my way to where I'm staying after a long flight, just I'm not looking forward to it, to be frank. There is an airport closer to the retreat center that you can transfer to from Liberia or San Jose, I think is the other airport. But Max was telling me how the weather can be so intense and unpredictable this time of year that the flights could be delayed or it could be awful turbulence. And that just sounded like a nightmare. So speaking of weather, July is part of the rainy season. It seems like rainy season lasts a really long time in Costa Rica. And that's giving me some anxiety, to be honest. Um, A, I'm wondering, is my flight there going to be delayed? B, I'm wondering, like, how is it going to be to travel by car if it's pouring rain? Like, are we going to get stuck? Like, I'm a little nervous, but this is a very common pathway. And there were some videos on YouTube that I watched that show the journey from Liberia Airport to Nosara. So it looks fine. (laughs) I don't know. It's just like that fear of traveling internationally and the worst case scenarios. So I was thinking of bringing my Garmin InReach Mini, the little satellite device I had. Pretty sure I'm going to do that. The only downside is I have to activate the plan for it. It, It's got kind of like a cellular data type plan. It's only $15, but it's one of those things like, am I going to use this or is this a waste of money? But what if something awful happened? It would be nice if I didn't have cell phone service that I could get in touch with an emergency contact. So I think I'm going to do that. Speaking of which, I'm also looking into getting traveler insurance super last minute. I assume I can still set that up today. I kept procrastinating signing up for it because it feels a bit overwhelming. I don't think I've ever bought traveler's insurance. Definitely not myself. Maybe when I was in college traveling abroad, my parents got it for me. But 
I have some protection through my credit card. Can't remember how much I talked about this in past episodes, but I signed up for a special travel credit card so I could get some travel perks and build up some more miles for future trips. And most of the travel cards offer lots of coverage in, in case of trip cancellation or delays, emergency evacuation. Some of them offer medical coverage. Mine doesn't seem to offer that much from what I could tell. So I think I'm going to purchase an additional plan. And if I do, I'll, I'll fill you in on those details to see if it was a good experience. They're really inexpensive, especially if you're going on a short trip like I am. Uh, and inexpensive meaning I've easily found plans between 10 to 20 US dollars. So I feel like I should just go ahead and do it. But <laughs> my brain gives this place of like, do I really need this? And then my, my brain swings the opposite way and says, but what if? And I get super paranoid. So anyways, after that breathwork class, we are going to have a daily sunset viewing at the beach. Sounds incredible. Then a chef prepared dinner and conversation and free time. So that is our final block, that third block of free time and an opportunity to connect deeper with people. One thing I'm really curious about is what it will be like, you know, if other people are going to be hanging out and and kind of the rhythms in which we may or may not intersect. So I think towards the beginning, it's likely that people are going to want to socialize more. And then there'll probably be a dip where everyone gets kind of in the zone of of this retreat center and maybe hanging out less, unless you make like really big bonds with people. This is something I love when I've traveled of like those travel friendships, <laughs> those hotel friendships, people say like uh, the cruise ship friendships, you know, you meet someone, spends a few days with them, they feel like your best friend and then you never talk to them. <laughs> oh, I've had my fair share of things like that. But you know what? I look back on those people with so many fond memories and I don't know if it'll happen. One major thing to point out about Sand and Salt Escapes is that it's designed to be very intimate. I don't know how much it'll be capped at for the future retreats, but on this one, the pilot retreat I'm going to, I think there's only 10 of us. And I know that at least a few of them will be couples. So I don't know, like, what's it going to be like with the couples? Are they just going to be off doing their own thing the whole time? For me as a solo female traveler, it's going to be kind of interesting. So I'm preparing myself to spend a lot of time alone. But I think that that'll actually make the group experiences feel that much sweeter and special. Speaking of experiences, there is, of course, the optional activity or activities, optional activities that you can choose from, from local people. And the two that I'm considering are surfing lessons, which I found out today are only $100. I don't know why that seems really cheap to me. Maybe it's like the travel mindset, but I think I'm going to do that. I've never taken a surfing lesson before. So I figure why not? In fact, the Nosara Beach and this specific retreat center I'm going to is often used for surf retreats. So the water must be perfect for it. I feel nervous. I guess I need to think more about what I would wear because I'm bringing two bathing suits. But whenever I've seen surfing lessons, it seems like you get kind of beat up and bruised. 
So I don't have like a bodysuit. Maybe they provide it. I guess I just have to go with the flow with that. But I'm simultaneously excited and nervous because <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't like getting physically hurt. Another reason to get that travel insurance. The other thing I'm considering is going zip lining, which I've always wanted to do. I've never done it. I remember when I went on a cruise, which was a similar experience in some ways. I got, went on a vegan cruise back in 2014, I think, with Jason, my former co-host, as well as Chris and John from The Vegan Zombie, Miyoko from Miyoko's Kitchen, Issa Chandra Moskowitz, the amazing cookbook author. Who else was there? I feel like I'm missing somebody. It was an incredible group of people. And oh, oh, um, Brian from Black Metal Vegan Chef. I wonder what he's up to these days. Anyways, we all went on a one-week cruise together, and it was in the Caribbean, and a bunch of them, I think, went zip lining. And at the time, I just didn't have a lot of extra money. Right now, I feel like I've saved up for a lot of travel experiences, and I'm able to afford some of these things that eight to 10 years ago seemed like splurges beyond my means. And that's an interesting element, especially of this retreat, because it's targeting driven professionals, meaning people that have been in a professional career for a number of years and either are reevaluating it or ready to take a break. They want to work on themselves, but they're financially stable enough to not only go on a retreat like this, but maybe do it in a more luxurious way. And speaking of luxury, this retreat seems to have a nice balance of luxury in the sense that everything's taken care of. It's an all-inclusive experience, except for the plane ride. When you land at the airport, they cover your transportation to the retreat center and everything, the food, the accommodations, the activities are part of it, aside from things like the surfing lesson and the zip lines, because those are optional things that you can add on. Um, massage is another example of an add-on. But it is going to be interesting to see what the people who show up are like, you know, and that can change the energy of something too when you go to maybe a more budget-friendly experience versus something that's designed to be not necessarily high-end, but more for people that have financial flexibility, I suppose, or somebody who's really good at saving and budgeting like I am. So yeah, I, I just went and got cash at the ATM today. This is something else I learned about Costa Rica is that US dollars are accepted pretty much anywhere. You can use your credit card, of course, but it was recommended to have some US dollars and cash on hand. So I went and got some and that even felt like a little uncomfortable for me because I don't know how much to bring. And my brain kept going into all these what-if scenarios. I was nervous about traveling with a few hundred dollars. I was wondering like what bills I should bring. So I can't wait to tell you all those details because if you're like me and you want like every single detail shared with you, that's what I hope to do. What I want is not only to record the podcast episode and do those videos I shared, but I'm hoping I have the mental energy maybe during the retreat to blog about it or put together a PDF because I just wish somebody had done that for me, you know, and I'm sure they have, but it feels like you have to scour the internet to find some of this information. 
and it's in multiple sources or it's just not that detailed. Like I was mentioning, I just want to see a YouTube video that shares every moment and does it in a quick way, a bite-sized way, does it in a thoughtful, organized fashion. I did find a good amount of those for the flight experiences, but I found it interesting how they only touched upon almost more of the like surface level obvious things versus like the feeling. That's something that I hope to capture. I want to talk about like what does it feel like to be in a long flight? So as I mentioned, I'm not just going to Costa Rica, which is a little under six hour flight. I'm also going to Singapore, which is, depending on your location, one of the longest flights in the country or in the world. I think my dad's flight, now I can't remember, he might not be flying direct, but if he was flying from the East Coast in New York to Singapore, it's the longest flight, 19 hours. And I was very curious, what is it like to be on a flight for that long? You know, people just share what the meals are, or they tell you what the entertainment and how the seats feel. But I really want to dive deeper into like the mental journey of it, especially because I'm traveling during COVID. I don't know how long this information will be relevant, but I have been desperate for people to tell me, what is it like being on a plane right now in July 2022? What do you recommend? What went wrong? What went right? So me being my detailed self, I'm hoping that I have the bandwidth to really add some, create some guides. I'm also planning to write some reviews on Google and TripAdvisor and a few other sites. And trust me, those will be very in-depth. One thing that I'm doing as my marketing role is overseeing the testimonials and reviews that some of the attendees this month are going to leave in order to support people who are interested in attending in November 2022 and beyond. So I'm going to be thinking about like what information does somebody need in order to make a decision to go to, to a retreat like this? And that's been such an interesting thing to plan out. I'm thinking about what I needed, but some of those things were taken care of for me. You know, my my flight was included in my compensation for marketing. The whole retreat experience is covered for me since I'm part of the team. And that certainly changes the experience of traveling when you don't have to worry about that. But thinking about my packing, which took me a lot of time to think through the things I was going to bring and look for advice around that. I actually had to think a lot about flights. I can't even tell you how many hours I spent researching flights, not just for Costa Rica, but to get from Costa Rica to Singapore. That was an intense thing that I learned a lot about. So I want to really map out this whole journey. Like, How does somebody find out about sand and salt escapes, right? Then what's their first impression of it? And then How do they figure out if they want to go and make sure they have enough time to work it into their schedule? And what is the outcome they're looking for? And I certainly have my assumptions about that. But to really immerse myself in this experience over a course of a week is going to be really interesting. And I really look forward to sharing that. So a few more details about the retreat. Here's what you can expect. It's six days. All meals, activities, and accommodations are included in the price. All the details are taken care of. 
really great accommodations. There's daily outdoor exercises as well as that daily mindfulness. I believe that's all outdoor. The space that this retreat center is at, it feels really small. And the accommodations are in separate buildings, to my understanding. They're like bungalows. And they have a variety of beds. I think most of them are either queen or king size. I think there's even some twin beds. I'm really curious what that'll be like. I've seen some pictures and videos, but one thing I wasn't able to get from previous retreats at this center was like, where's everything in relation to each other? I've seen aerial videos and it looks really small in a good way. There's a pool in the center. There's this really cool outdoor like fitness platform, I guess. (laughs) It's like next to the pool underneath um, an awning. And then it looks like the common area has the kitchen and couches and that's overlooking the pool too. So it looks pretty small, but some of the rooms, I just don't really understand where where they are and how big they are. So part of my role with both the marketing, but also my content that I'm making for you and for other people that want to watch it is I want to like show you around so that you can fully understand it. Because I feel more comfortable if I can visualize where I'm sleeping. You know, (laughs) I want to know, do I need to bring another pillow? Is the bed going to be comfortable? Is it going to be noisy? Is is there going to be a lot of light? Is there shades? With their conditioning, I know that they have, but what does the bathroom have in it? Does it have shampoo? Do I need to bring all that stuff with me? I think that's included too. And maybe I can check this out in real time if they added that to the section. So I know they're, they've been working on this. I don't know what section they put that in. There is a page on here that has the, <laughs> the different rooms, but they've been moving, playing around with the layout of this website. So now I can't even find it. Hmm. Okay. Another thing that makes this, oh, wait, here it is. Got it. Okay. Wow. This looks cool. (laughs) So in the November retreat section, here's the description. Nosara is a wellness paradise. It is one of, oh, I forgot about this. This is so cool. And I don't know. I haven't been thinking that much about this from a marketing standpoint, because I don't know how much this appeals to their kind of ideal customer. But for me, I got so excited when I heard that this peninsula of Costa Rica is one of the only five blue zones in the world where people live longer and healthier than anywhere else. I don't know if I've ever been to a blue zone before. I feel like there's a blue zone in California though. Like, hmm, I got to look this up. Don't quote me on it, but maybe I have been to one, but still like California versus Costa Rica going to be different. Okay, here's the accommodation. So it's a luxury boutique villa integrated into the surrounding jungle. How cool. It's the entire property is rented out for this retreat. It has five standalone bungalows, two private jungle bungalows. I wonder what the difference between those two are and a private loft space. So there's eight separate rooms. Each bungalow has its own private bath, AC and safe. And rooms can be personalized for single or double occupancy. Ooh, and they even added in this description, like a little walkthrough. It says, walking through the entrance, you immediately enter into another world designed by Donald Loria Prendes. Each bungalow sits in the garden, 
and gives guests privacy from their neighbor. The native shelter of teak, concrete, and water seamlessly blend with gardens and canopy for an intimate connection between architecture and nature, comfort, and inspiration. Interconnected spaces invite the flexible movement of a sensory experience between living and dreaming. Who wrote this? This is amazing. (laughs) I got to ask who put this together because I have not read this before. Multiple water features will calm you, give you the space and time to reflect and contemplate your experience at Jade and the surrounding community. Ooh, I didn't know this either. It's within walking distance of a grocery store, incredible restaurants, coffee, surf, boutique designer shops, yoga classes, gyms. Oh, see, I also didn't really know like where this was in relation to the town. I, I saw it on a map, but conceptually was not clear to me. And reading that description, oh, wow. We're also doing, in addition to the breathwork classes, sunset art class vinyasa yoga, kundalini yoga, and a sound bath. I really feel like I want to cry right now. You know, I've spent all this time working on the marketing plan, but they've been doing so much. Max and his his other team members behind the scenes, like there's stuff that I didn't even know yet. Like this is so cool. (laughs) Another key detail is in addition to the lunches, breakfasts, and dinners, there's unlimited healthy snacks. What does that mean? I love snacks, so unlimited is a great word. And then they have a list of additional activities like ATV tours, mountain biking, horseback riding, tennis. Wow, this is so cool. And there's even a COVID protocol section. I'm so curious to see, like, will that even be a factor in November 2022? When I first heard of this retreat, which was, again, only a few months ago, I thought like, oh, COVID will be fine by then. But so many things change over time. So as I mentioned, that's something I plan to incorporate into my content. I'll I'll let you know what it was like. Uh, Sadly, I'm hearing so many reports of people getting COVID on airplanes now that I'm kind of expecting it to happen to me. But Max has told me that he's prepared. He's spoken with COVID experts. He's going to have some supplies on hand, I think tests and all of that. So who knows what future retreat experiences will be like COVID-wise, but it is a good thing to consider right now. So I'm going to start to wrap up at that. I mean, I think I've painted a, a really cool picture here. You know, it's it's all about rebooting and taking stock of your life, reconnecting with yourself, finding clarity. And I don't feel like I have even paused to think about how much I might need that. I've been so busy thinking about what other people need. But maybe this retreat for me beyond my actual work there is going to be uncovering unmet needs. I talked about in a previous episode about some reoccurring bad dreams I've had and how the dream themes seem to indicate that I might be neglecting parts of myself. And I love that the theme of this is about introspection and decompression and realigning and creating these special memories. I mean, I am also not someone that goes on a lot of vacations. I have trouble stepping away from my work and just having six days of a likely very calm 
unplanned time is going to feel really special. I hope that I savor it deeply and that I don't rush through it. You know, sometimes you can get caught up in the hustle of a vacation. I think a retreat can give you a different experience than just going to a hotel. Certainly for me, the closest to vacations I've taken in years have been road trips and they don't really feel like vacations because I'm constantly just going, you know, it's like I sleep to recover and then I'm up and then I go do some sort of activity and then I'm back in the road and driving to somewhere else. And I end up needing time to unwind from something that was supposed to be like a personal time away from work. So I really hope that I do this and I'm definitely part of this target demographic of somebody who's driven and caught up in work and could really use a time away from that to just have some joy, tranquility, restorative experiences, get realigned with myself, those therapeutic benefits of being by the ocean. Even though I live in Los Angeles, I rarely go to the ocean. So I won't have an excuse because it's really close to this retreat center. And yeah, I can't wait to tell you all about it. So stay tuned. That's coming up next week, unless something changes. But it'll be coming up very soon if if my schedule gets thrown off uh, recording-wise and I do something else next week. Also coming up for you are some amazing guests. I know I say this so frequently, but I just love them. And speaking of which, I'm about to go record with some guests and their episode. When does that come up? Oh, that came out last week for you. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, funny enough, I'm about to go record that one right now. So I'm going to go decompress from this episode, gear myself up. Then I have to go get ready for my trip so I can leave early tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. As mentioned, I will link to Sand and Salt Escapes in the description as well as in the show notes at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. And there you'll find the full transcript, links to the retreat and other things that I've mentioned. I will also link to content I create when that gets done. I will embed the video version of this when I get around to it. And I will be back again in just a few days. Until then, I'm wishing you all the very best and hoping that you're creating some space in your life, whether now or in the future, to disconnect and reconnect with yourself too. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.